I didn't understand the post we got from HSCTY. No, I didn't either. But I just let it let it slide because it was related to something. Mm-hmm. It must be something we said in the show. Maybe. Yeah. Not sure. But we I can't remember things Me that are either. said in the show. Yeah. <laughs> Should make that clear to people. everybody. Welcome to Sneaky Dragon. I'm Ian Boothby. And I'm David Dedrick. It is episode 326, and we're back on regular microphones. Yeah. Uh, we were on the same microphones last time, but we had to really jerry-rig a uh, system because uh, the fuses blew out and both walls had no power. We had light, but we had no power. Yeah, it was very odd. Yeah. It was a, it was a show that I would describe as good but had some challenges. <laughs> yeah, it was raised up by our guest. Leslie, a, we had Kathleen Gross, so yeah. she lifted she was very challenging. all boats. She was very challenging. Oh, very challenging to you. Yeah, yeah I felt I Because she was like tempting you with sweets she... and you couldn't uh, eat them. And it was very uh, upsetting. <laughs> and she kept disagreeing with me. No, no, I just... I just as, as, as she should. So basically what? it was like this. It, we, all we had was light. So we were like on the first day of creation. Yeah. God said, let there be light. Okay. And, uh, you know, it's, it's the old uh, Don Heron joke. I think it's one of Don Heron's funniest okay. jokes, which okay. is like, yeah, first there was nothing. Yeah. Then God said, let there be light. And there was still nothing, but you could see it. <laughs> That's good. In yeah. the guise of Charlie Farquhar tonight. Yeah, I'm not going to do an impression. Why not? Of Charlie Farquhar. Well, sure. I don't know. <laughs> he just did it. Yeah, sure I did. Ah! <laughs> He's prepared and pre-peached. And that was his, That's I think, is his worst joke. About saying a person was prepared and pre-peached. Because they're both fruits. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. That's not so good. Not so good. Sorry, I'm I'm just a little I'm still trying to figure out uh what your things. favorite Don Heron bit My is? Favorite Don Heron bit. It could also be uh his uh his uh, version of Anne Green Gables the musical. Oh he did that and he wrote the okay. book of for that and that was very, very okay. good as well. I used to go see his shows when I was a kid, because uh, he was a talk show host as well in mm. Canada, as well as being a regular feature on Hee Haw. That's right. Yeah. In his guise as Charlie Far- Correct. Farkasson. Far- 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 Is it Farkasson? Is that how you Yeah. He had two characters. He had Charlie Farkasson yeah. and he had this uh, woman who was just this kind of character. Maude Farkasson. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure. I just remember once uh, when I went to see his live show. Yes. Uh, w- at the talk show, he had this bit, and the whole the whole thing was uh, the, the 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 woman who he's doing. Yeah. Uh, couldn't say paper napkins. She had to say paper nipkins, and uh, that was it. That was the whole thing. Was just like no, not paper napkins, paper nipkins, and just kept going on, and it wasn't getting any laughs, and it just kept going on forever and forever. <laughs> and it was really interesting watching a bit tank. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're not used to seeing that like uh, when you're young because everything you see on TV. Yeah. Even if it stinks, the laugh track goes. And yeah. No, right. And there's never a. Ugh. So did you catch the show on television? Did you no, make it? I was make there. A point? In, I was there in the TV studio. I would just be curious it. if they if they they juiced it a little bit, if they bumped it up a little bit with some with, with, some, with some laugh track. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't. I'm not sure if they did or not. I would be curious. But well, you didn't bother to check that, and now you can't answer my question. No, my no, fascinating. I'm sure there's a, I was going to say, I'm sure there, there's question. tape of it, but probably not. They probably erased the tape. Erased <laughs> it all because they needed to use that tape the next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, show. that was kind of the way. But most of my <laughs> TV career myself uh, was a bulk erased uh, when I was a young man. Yeah, that was that was what they did. They were going to do that with uh, Monty Python, and then uh, what was it? Terry Jones got the call about that and went yes. down and uh, went down got and all the tapes, purchased the tapes. Yeah. Basically, just paid them what it would cost to replace the tapes. Oh my lord! For and then the, and um, yes, and because they did that, they had 
they have some sort of arrangement with BBC where BBC owns the rights in England, but Monty Python owns the international rights to their show, hmm. Python Monty Productions. That's right, because that's how the TV show would always end. Yes. Very nice. Um, when you watch it in reruns. The original ones did not, but the reruns, Oh, okay. Yeah. Did you ever watch the original ones? Were you... Uh, no, I was not of such an age that I would ever have seen them. But I have two the... friends. I have two friends. Yeah. You saw... have two friends, bragger. <laughs> not counting you. I have two friends mm-hmm. that uh, saw them live here in Vancouver when they played the Queen Elizabeth, Elizabeth Theatre during their tour of Canada. And did they like the show? Very much. They both have the program, which they both, both of them at different times have proudly shown me. Nice. Because uh, I think the first time I was helping my friend move from his house and, uh, of course, he was, so he was digging up all this old stuff and he found it then. And so he showed it to me. And my other friend, David M., who's been on the show many times, um, he just archives everything. So he has it in some sort of, I know exactly where it is sort of place. It's totally different than me. Whereas if you asked me where something was, I'd, somewhere in a pile of stuff. Yeah. Where's that daughter? I don't know. Yeah. I got a different one, though, here. Under- there, you got two. That's why I have two, in case you lose one. That's right. Somewhere under a pile of blankets? Sure, that sounds about right yeah. for uh, someone of that age. <laughs> uh, also, it's very cold, so you know mm. you want to be under blankets. It's very yeah. blankety time. And Dad's really cheap with the heat at the ho- in the house. Oh, that Dad. Uh, well, that's why you got pets. You got pets to like lie on you and keep <laughs> you warm. Speaking of animals, let's throw the plug out right now. Sure. Uh, Sparks is out now, right now. Yeah. So if you're listening to this now. Go and, you can go and buy it at uh, your local shop, yes. bookstore, book depository. Mm-hmm. Don't do, don't go to a book deposit. I don't think they have those anymore. That no, one took guy away that, it. It took away that word. There's yeah. no depository. Is no. They now word. call them libraries. They call them book depositories. Ooh, really? Okay. Yes. It's a, to- <laughs> a totally different delivery system. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing about our book. Uh, it's available in bookstores. Uh, it's called Sparks. Uh, Dave colored it. I wrote it. Uh, Nina Matsumoto drew it. Third Dragon. And, uh, Third Dragon. And uh, so far, so good with the reviews. And uh, I, I was in bookstores yesterday rearranging where it was in the stores. I'd go and I'd see it on a shelf and I'd go, that eh, should be a little pr- more predominant. And uh, <laughs> put it in front of something. Maybe shuffle it around a little bit. Nice. Yeah. Did you do that in many, many bookstores or just a couple bookstores? I don't know. A couple bookstores. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nice. Uh, but uh, like chapters uh, here in Vancouver, they uh, predominantly displayed it anyway. So oh, that was uh, nice. no need to do that. Yeah. It was under a thing called Hot Off the Presses. Mm. It was a nice, nice okay. display. Okay. So uh, cool. that's all swell. Cool. That is nice. Yeah. Um, the, our, our local chapters has, actually has a shelf for local authors. So I, want, I would be curious if it would end up there. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if not, you could go up and go, Hey, and let me just say mm-hmm. almost all of those books by local authors, terrible covers. Oh, okay. I think I'm going to say terrible books. No, no, no. I'm sure the books are great. Are most of them cookbooks? No. Nope. Cause that always seems to be nope. the case there's for some, local books. There's some fiction, some nonfiction. Some, uh, yeah, I didn't see any cookbooks. So, I mean, that's po- to me. To me, when it's like local authors, mm. I'm going to be seeing a whole bunch of cookbooks and poetry. <laughs> well, why do you think cookbooks? Because that's what it always is. It's oh. cookbooks and poetry. It's like uh, it's whatever we eat locally around here. Okay. And it's like local recipes from, you know, whatever. Yeah. And uh, then poetry, mm. like image poems. Yeah, Lots yeah. of image poems. Oh. And a picture of a tree on the other side. Mm. And then some grass. Image poems. Is that concrete poetry where like... You know, it talks about a wheelbarrow. It's in the shape of a wheelbarrow. The right words is that that could be it. But okay. for the most part, it's you know, it's like and the uh, rain fell down, and then you separate the word down, uh, down, yeah. down mm. to the grass, and so on. <laughs> yeah. Now, if you want to uh, gotcha. buy a book, but you also want to be able to tell the authors 
uh, of the book and creators of the book, how you felt, here's what you're going to do. Yep. Uh, go to Kids Books on March 8th because we're going to have the big book March launch. March 8th? That's right. Okay. Uh, it's been listed one of uh, the top 10 comedy events of uh, March yes. on Daily Hive. Strange, That's it? very weird. Uh, it's us, Jeff Dunham. <laughs> And others, have, and Cheech and Chong. We have, we brought them all back. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The, you know. I'm not going to be there. <laughs> I'm not going to, Dave's not going to be there. Okay. Oh, very good. Nice yeah. one. Yeah. I was going to go, uh, what's that going to do with Jeff Dunham? I don't get it. Uh, yes. Yeah. He blew me up. Oh, that's right. Because yeah. he's got that dead terrorist. Yeah. That's so good. You know, boy, <laughs> stick it to him. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's right. It's not racist because it's nah, puppets. No, not at all. That's right. Edgar Bergen isn't a snob, but that Charlie sure is. Uh, anyway, it's March 8th at Kids Books, and that's uh, here in Vancouver. It's on uh, f- Broadway. Broadway, yes. Yeah, not 4th. Don't go on 4th. You're people, like five people, streets off. People often mistake that, to make the mistake. Yeah, yeah go, on, on uh, go on Broadway. Uh, it's across from the White Spot, and uh, there will. <laughs> and you're going like, should I eat beforehand? You could, but we're going to have snacks. Going to have snacks there? And uh, we're going to have some uh, an easel, at least one easel out. And mm. we're going to try and get people to draw pictures of animals disguised as other animals. Yes. Maybe we'll give away stickers. Who knows? Sure. Who knows? There's talk of stickers, but who knows? Come on down and draw a picture. Right. So that's uh, March 8th, uh, 7 o'clock. Go to about 8.30, but you don't have to stick around the whole time. Uh, will we sign stuff? Probably. Will Dave color stuff? Probably. Mm. Probably. Give him some crayons. He'll color a thing for <laughs> you. color anything with crayons. Sure. There you are. I'm a pretty good crayon color. I uh, I sent Dave, uh, those of you that know, we did a show called Totally Tintin. Uh, I sent, uh, we'll find this interesting, the rest of you, fast forward five minutes. Uh, I sent Dave a, a thing yesterday. <laughs> you can say that about the whole show, really. Sure. Uh, where uh, we're now in the same category as Tintin, which is odd. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, And uh, we, we, we went past Tintin. Yep. I don't know how briefly or if we're now back behind it again yeah. in Canadian uh, uh, sales, nice. like on uh, on Amazon. Yeah. We're like two ahead of like Hergé. So uh, take mm. that, Hergé's ghost. <laughs> we we beat that 60-year-old six, book. Yeah. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about like sticking it to the, the Tintin, Dave? How do you feel? Well, I don't feel like we stuck it yeah, to him. Yeah, we stuck it to him we good. Stuck we stuck it to him good. Well, we I, showed them what's what. I feel pretty good. Okay, good. I feel I'm pretty good about that. it. Particularly since Nina um, took uh, some inspiration from his way of drawing water after listening to Totally Tintin. Oh, that's And nice. incorporated that into her art uh, for Sparks. Now, before we get too smug about our positioning on that uh, on that board, I'm not going to say like how far down we were, but I'm going to say what's above us. What's at like the number 13 spot yeah. is th- in, in the same category that sure. we are in. Yeah. The blank comic book. Oh, do-it-yourself so, comic book? Yeah. So that one's... Way ahead of us. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the thing that's beating us so far is nothing. Absolutely <laughs> nothing. A blank piece of paper. Yeah. Is is uh, has got the lead on us. Uh, <laughs> but we're we'll try our best to catch up. Okay. So yeah, if you want to uh, order this online, you, there's many places to do that. If you want to get it in a store, you can do that. And if you want to come and see us in person, uh, March eighth, uh, we'd be glad to see you. And now back to Dave with sports. Dave. Well, everyone, uh, this is the, the day after the trade deadline. Uh, the Canucks did absolutely nothing. Uh, traded no one. I actually got rid of a couple of players. But for nothing. This for like some prospects. No picks. It's very disappointed. Very disappointed. But, you know, it's a reality of, of sports these days. Well, that's the game. The it game is, is the game. It is a ga- the game. And is I say game. you don't hate the players. You hate the game. Well, I don't hate the players. All right. Don't hate the players and don't hate the game. That's what <laughs> Dave feels. Why would I hate the players? You know what you hate? Hate what? the fans. Dave hates the fans. Don't hate the players. Don't hate the game. Hate the fans. That's okay. what Dave feels. I, I can embrace that. You know what I say? Don't hate the players. Don't hate the game. Don't hate the fans. Hate the snacks. Wait. 
What's those, next? those hot dogs cost too much okay. over at the uh, stadium. <laughs> well, they got to make some money, I guess. They, they have put, to make some money. They have to play, pay, pay for those players. Hate capitalism. That's what you do. Don't hate the players. Don't hate the game. Don't hate the sport. Don't hate the hot dogs. Hate capitalism. The system of capitalism. That's right. There and that go. was Dave's commie corner. <laughs> it's a com- communist sports corner today. That's right. <laughs> Keep your sticks on the ice and then share the puck equally with every everyone else on your team. That's how, that's how that goes. We know how communism has helped sports so much. Mm-hmm. Judging from how Russia wasn't allowed to compete in the Olympics this year. But, but were they, were, did they anyway? Like somewhat? Or? Some, some, uh, athletes did, but they could not call themselves, uh, Russian athletes. Oh, okay. They had to be athletes of Russia or something like that. It's very strange. Athletes of Russia. It just seems to me like just semantics. Like what, what's the difference? But they weren't allowed to, they were, if they won. And you don't like semantics. You're anti-semantic. Let's not get into that. All right. Um, anti-semantic. Yes, that's me. You're right. Uh, it's, 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 it's a long history of it, you know. <laughs> The, uh, but the thing is, if they won their, their, uh, the competition, they, you know, they could, or when they got onto the, uh, platform, their anthem would not be played. There would be no Russian anthem. Played. What would they play? Uh, Hokey Pokey. <laughs> if they well, what's that all about? It was, <laughs> what's that? What's that all about? That's right. What? Uh, yeah, it was part of the drug testing. If they couldn't turn themselves about properly, off uh, they had to go and give another sample. But interestingly, uh, a couple of Russian athletes were, uh, found to be, uh, using. Yeah, and uh, curling. And curling was there one. Was curling, That's right. Yeah. Curling was one, and there was uh, another another sport. Uh, I can't remember which one now. But yes, curling was one of them, which seems very odd and kind of suspicious. It makes you wonder if it's just one of those things where they took up an allergy medicine or something like that, and it and it uh, tested made the tracers go. So uh, North Korea and South Korea did it unified for this. There was like just Korea, yeah, right? Yeah. So when they won, what anthem played? I don't because they got two separate yeah, anthems. Yeah, maybe they played like an older anthem that would have been like symbolic of a unified Korea. Okay, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't. To be honest with you, I didn't see a lot of the Olympics this year, which is too bad. I really, I like the Winter Olympics are my favorite Olympics. I prefer them to to the um, Summer Games. Although I like the the riding, I like the horse, the equestrian part of the Summer Games. But it seems Summer Games is like a lot of stuff going on, and this is like a lot of things I'm not interested in. Whereas the Winter Olympics feel very, you know, kind of uh, compact and there's a lot of things that happen that, you know, and there's a lot of similar things, obviously, because there's only so many winter sports. Once you've, you know, once you've gone, like, done all your skiing and snowboarding and, you know, but they all kind of are the same. Like, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> so you got jumping. your hockey, which we enjoy in this country. We have our, do you say air hockey? No. Yeah. Well, well, hey, can we do that? That sounds good. That sounds more fun. Uh, but hockey, yeah. Yeah, hockey. But this year was, was interesting because the NHL uh, opted to not Sent, allow its players to go uh, compete in the in the Olympics, which oh, they've done for right? the last I don't know, last twenty years. Why did they do that? What I think was it was money. Okay, money. so they want to have a better. They want a different, you know, um, profit sharing scheme with with the uh, Olympic organizing committee. And the Olympic organizing committee were slow on uh, reacting to this, and so at the NHL said, "No, we're not going." And so all the teams were made up of amateur athletes or ex NHL players. So, mm-hmm. so Canada didn't, didn't do great. I think we won the bronze mm-hmm. through absolutely like threw away the the um, semifinal game. It was embarrassing to watch. Our team was so bad. So many like wasn't it that they were bad? 
when I say bad, I don't mean that they were bad, like unskilled. Bad I mean, people. I mean, they were evil just, people. Just evil That's people. right. They were racing around, holding kittens and throwing them on the ice. Oh, that was no. terrible. I thought, where are, we, where are these cruel people skating for cats? Yeah, but where in the rule book to say you can't do that? Uh, that's a good point. No. <laughs> but still, at the same we time. had the uh, MVP, the most valuable primate, the uh, chimp on the ice for mm-hmm. a while. Yep. So I, I think I think that's the door fine. was open yeah. then to, to 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 everything. Yeah. So. Well, we had the field goal cooking mule, kicking mule as well. Yeah, and of course, Airbud. Airbud. Airbud too. Right. And uh, wide receipt. Wide receipt. What was the he, pun? Was he a? Oh God, what was the pun? It was like wide receiver, but it was like retriever. Wide retriever. Okay. Wide retriever. I guess it was. That doesn't seem. And then there was a soccer one. A little... And then a whole bunch of puppies, and uh-huh. then ghost puppies. So apparently those puppies died somehow because there's <laughs> ghost puppies, which is horrible. Yeah, that's a little odd. And the original Airbud died, I think, after the first movie. Uh, but uh, he actually did the, the uh, basketball one. Isn't that the um, fourth Mission Impossible film? Ghost puppies. Mission Impossible Ghost puppies. Yes, that was. Yeah, yeah you're right. So yeah, was it was no. I mean, what I mean is that they they had like a thoughtless, idiotic game where they just made a lot of dumb plays and bad like bad penalties and just they, just even like they weren't even. I don't know if they collapsed or hmm. they just overthought what they were doing and they just seemed to fall apart. It was really it was really hard to watch. Um, and I didn't w- bother watching the bronze medal game. I think they got just choked under pressure since they weren't uh, all you know NHLers. But they've all played. They've a lot of them were all of them were NHLers or hmm. NHL prospects at some point. You know like. There were some Connect players in the game, and there was like ex Connect players. But yeah, they just seemed to too much sex. Do you think at Olympic Village? Because I hear that place is a real big bone fest. <laughs> and why not? Oh, because you got to win a medal first. Don't don't be doing that. Well, yeah. You, why you say save your vital fluid? Is that what you're save whatever? Save are you your, one of those uh, people that believe that you shouldn't have sex before a big game? Uh, uh yeah, I'd say so. Hmm. You know, leave it all on the ice. That's what I say. <laughs> 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 Frozen ghost puppies. What? The uh, <laughs> I don't think that connects at all. Does in my mind. All right. The <laughs> the um the other the other thing that the other the part that I like the most in the Olympics is uh, the figure skating. Though I like the ice dancing. And uh, two Canadians, Tess, Tessa Virtue and Scott Moyer, skated. They're they're they retire. They're retiring this year. This was their final Olympics. Their final year of competing together and or with each other, and yeah, it's really interesting watching uh, people like that because when you see them skating, you know, and you see their their incredible synchronization and just how in step they are, but also how much... the opposite of us. Yeah, 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 pretty much. They they seem they would to... interrupt each other. They would never do they that. Would, no, they'd have no, a real no. back and forth. Yeah, that's exactly right. They wouldn't would, be awkward. Would, not at all. That, they let the that's, other go for it and like really uh-huh. have their each other's moments to shine. Yeah, exactly. Wouldn't step on each other's uh, no, bits. It's ice skates. Good for them. Yeah. So. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> they, they. But what's but what strikes what? So it's a guy and a girl, and you just sort of naturally assume that people working that closely together are an item. Oh. You know what I mean? Okay. But they're not. They're like professionals who make love to each other in a, in a way. Do you know what I mean? Not, not literally, being, but make eyes at each other. You know, make I got to watch sort more of, figure skating. This is how this is going. <laughs> Speaking of leaving it all on the ice, <laughs> having this, but it's a very romantic thing they're doing, right? Where they're like holding each other and looking in their each other's eyes and skating on the ice. You know what I mean, right? Sure. And then they're like, then they pack up their stuff in their briefcases and walk in separate directions. They're not like not. It's just purely professional. But mm-hmm. it seems like when you watch it, that it should be more than that. It's kind of like actors and actresses, I guess. Yeah, when I would you, say so, you have yeah. that as, as, assumption of oh, there must, although there often is, a, but you know, there that sense of but no, they're just professionals. They work together. 
but they're not romantically, you know, which is probably better for them as a as a team. They've been together like 20 years or something like that. Oh, okay. So it's probably better for them to to not be Would romantically. Would you say they're better now involved. than they used to be or uh, getting older or slows them down? Or oh, no. being together for so long they I would they're say really they got it got mm, it going on. Yeah, like their their uh performances here were incredible. And they they won gold. Mm. Uh and their performances were incredible. Oh, just amazing. I thought I thought that they might lose to the French um team but or the French couple but yeah, they they're amazing. Just the synchronization and the amount of like footwork and everything that they do when they it's uh, incredible. I'm, I'm too tense watching those ones because I'm just worried they're going to fall mm, or something. I'm yeah. just rooting for them so hard, and it's like, well, and that it's is boom, and it's oh, that is a Canadian problem. The fall, the fall, because we seem to have ice skaters that are very, um, very uh, ambitious <laughs> and seem to and lack this. They, yeah, they just go for it. And it's, it yeah. can be good or it can be bad. Um, the thing I most resent about watching the Winter Olympics, okay, is uh, like in the 2010 Olympics, for instance. Uh, it was a Korean skater who won in the women's figure skating. And you're like, well, that's good. Good for her. Good. And then you're like, then they have like some stuff about her on, you know, in like a little mini documentary or whatever. And then you find out that she trains in Canada, mm-hmm. has a Canadian coach. And you're like, wait a second. We're we, we're giving away our talent. You know, and then all the curling teams have Canadian coaches, like international teams. Yeah. You're like, what? What's going on? We can't be letting our coaches leave the country and going and making other teams better. No, it's actually better for the sport, obviously. <laughs> other teams are better, but uh, it makes me always it's makes me Canadian upset. jobs it makes me upset. There's only so many curling. I coach know that's jobs the problem. There's only so many curling coach jobs at that level. Yeah, particularly, you know, yeah, go and go and make the world better. I mean, it can only get better. That's kind of like women's uh, hockey. You know, there's two really good teams, and this year uh, the United States won, which is upsetting for us. As Canadians, because we want to like monopolize sure. hockey, obviously, but at the same time, it's good because it builds the rivalry and it keeps it, it keeps it interesting. The real problem, though, is other countries don't put any money into women's hockey, and so you end up with very substandard teams playing against two very good teams in in the USA and, and Canada. When I during uh, the 2010 Olympics, we went and watched uh, women's hockey. We saw U.S. versus Russia, and you think, oh, U.S. versus Russia, there's some emotion, there's some stuff happening. There's oh, what's Kind of skaters on this Russian side. Are they just walking? What's going on? Why are they? Why are they shooting the puck from the blue line all the time? Like, go to the net. Go to the net. You know, it's just so frustrating to watch. And I just feel like, yeah, they just other countries don't seem to care about women's hockey, so they're not supporting it. They're not putting money into it. You know, whereas Canada and Amer- and U.S. obviously have this intense rivalry. That's that's great. It's a great rivalry. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's even better that two team captains of the women's hockey. Uh, um. American and the U.S. team, these, these, they used to be team captains. They're married, uh, to each two, other. Yeah, two women. Yeah. And they just, they just adopted. But it seems it's great to me that these intense rivalry of these two teams and the two, they're two married. Uh, I like that. Oh, nice. It's like, who's the kid root for? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. Probably, uh, what not allowed to say. Mm. Cause we know both moms are rooting for their teams <laughs> when the, when the Olympics are on. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think they'll like pass the salt back and forth to each other, just whipping it across the table, trying to score and mm. whatever, and you think testing they're, each other's? Well, they're probably very competitive people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably very competitive people. I mean, they wouldn't be where they were if they weren't. Which is like the opposite of me as a as a human being. I'm like my my idea of com- competition is just to roll over. <laughs> just roll over. I shouldn't say that. I'm competitive. I just what's hide it. Uh, what sport would you play if you could play any sport in the uh, Winter Olympics? You get would to I have to play a sport or do a thing? Oh, oh. figure skating would be what I would. Oh, if you could figure skate, mm. you would figure skate? Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. I actually did figure skating when I was a, a young man. 
how, but only, how, how only young to a, a certain point. Then I then I re- rebelled against my mom. Pre uh, pre puberty or after puberty? Yeah, pre puberty. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Did, I mean, did, did you do jumps? No, and I, I didn't get to jumps. I could do like uh, spins and things like that, but not jumps. I didn't get to that. Can level. you currently do a spin? I used to be able to. I can't anymore. I can't skate very well anymore. Can you skate backwards? Yes, I can skate backwards. All right. I can skate as quickly backwards as I can forwards. So very slowly forwards. No, I can skate quite quickly forwards and I can (laughs) skate quite quickly backwards. Because that could sound good unless Mm, you really couldn't do it the other way. I can still, I mean, it's been a while since I skated. I'm as good a tennis player with my right hand as my left. I'll tell you that right now. That doesn't mean I'm any good with the being playing tennis. I can't speak, I can't speak for myself because I, of course, I have no idea what I look like while I'm ice skating, but Lisa says I'm a very good ice skater. So I'll just go by her. Her uh, estimation of me. Is I've asked. Uh, I've asked my wife uh, what she would uh, do, and it would be the same thing as her mom did, which is uh, biathlete. Mm. Uh, her mom was going to be an Olympic biathlete. And okay. Some stuff. Uh, tra- so let's explain. A tragedy bi- happened, and then she couldn't. Uh, okay. Couldn't do it. Uh, the biathlon is the biathlon is uh, shooting and the skiing, cross country skiing, country, yeah. cross country skiing, yeah. and uh, she was taught how to do it by her dad, who mm. did it because there was war. And that was a mm-hmm. real thing that you uh, had to do. Okay. And so he learned it for survival yeah. and then uh, passed it on to his daughter for sport, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, I mean. It's nice that it moved on to that. Yeah. But I mean, lots of, lots of Olympic sports are martial in origin. Yeah. Like luge. Uh, you had to like drive your luge into crowds of uh, mm-hmm. soldiers and uh, luge more them. The, I think more of the javelin, the discus. The oh, sure, sure. Throw. Dressage is a cal- cavalry, uh, cavalry movements kind of made into you know what i mean like it's a practical thing that's been turned into an artificial thing kind of like uh dog breeding okay you know like where you it start it has real life applications yeah. but dressage as it is practiced has in no way has real life applications because it's become so so removed from what it's from its origins and it's just become sort of its own thing but it, it originally it was based in in cavalry uh like uh what do they call those things you know what i mean yeah cavalry movements or whatever like what they would do while they're practicing I don't right. know the name of it. I you can't. don't, and uh, you, you formations know, maybe for, formations sure. or cavalry. Listen, if, uh, if maneuvers, ah, maneuvers. There you go. Oh, That's I was going to go. If you're a horse and you're listening to this and, and yelling <laughs> at the uh, at your until your horse, horse ho- until your horse wearing your horse Walkman because co- horses don't have like uh, iPods or well, anything because uh, yeah, the horse technology <clears throat> is still at the Walkman level. Well, they wear a walk horse. I guess they would. Yeah. I guess that does make sense. You missed you miss the obvious. Don't worry, I'm there for you. <laughs> I kept just thinking about walking and they're like, well, of course they walk. So yeah. that would, that would be fine. Yeah. And the problem is, is it skips if they go too fast. Mm. So then they have to wear the trotman. <laughs> oh, darn it, trot horse. <laughs> See, it's hard. Screwed myself. Isn't up. it hard? Trotman sounded better. Ah, sure. Sure. It <laughs> sure did. No, I like the idea though, like cross country skiing. I, 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 I enjoyed when I've done it. Uh, I almost like crashed into a bunch of elk, and that kind of threw me off uh, doing it more. Uh, it was a big group of elk. Where? So what? This was in Jasper. Okay. And uh, and you were and doing a biathlon? I was not doing a biathlon. Oh, I was okay. just cross-country skiing. Oh, okay. And then we got on a, a surprise hill, a little bit of a surprise mm, hill where yep, we're like, that oh, that went, that went a little yeah. farther down. And I'm trying to stop, and mm, then uh, all these uh, elk just could just come out. Well, they wanted to help you stop. Oh, they did. And uh, and and I just had to like do a solid face plant Oof. before I had to because otherwise if I just like went into the elk yeah yeah you don't know what's gonna happen you don't know what's gonna happen no. they're big freaking animals yeah, this they is are. I mean it's not as bad as a moose yeah but it's pretty damn bad yeah yeah so that's you saying as you went down elk me I think I'm falling mm-hmm. in the snow again 
Keep on. <laughs> I got that cold feeling. <laughs> Think I'm in trouble again. <laughs> yeah. That's a hard song to sing. I'm a rambler and a what gambler a, and a... <laughs> what a good singer she was. You don't really appreciate her singing until you try and imitate it. Why don't you say who it is? Joni Mitchell. There we go. Help me. From her album. Uh, uh, from her album, Help, and then in brackets, uh, not the Beatles one. I want to say Court, I want to say Court and Spark. Okay. As the album that's from. It's either from Ladies of the Canyon or Court and Spark. Please correct me on the message board at sneakydragon.com. Put me in my place, please. Yeah, I thought you were going to do a help uh, reference uh, from the Beatles, but good for you. No. You're branching out. I'm more I'm more than just the Beatles. So. Good on you. You're also Tintin and also crushing Herge. And that's the important thing. Keep him down. Poor old depressed. Now, last uh, last week, uh, we saw a movie that you went, eh, that was all right. Uh, saw it, I saw it again, actually. Oh, okay. And better the second time or better the first time? Hmm. I felt the same way about it. Okay. I mean, I thought it was a good movie. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a good movie. I just thought it's not the best of the superhero movies that have come out. Oh, well, why don't you say what the movie was? It the movie was, was Pink Black Panther. Joni Mitchell. Black <laughs> Joni Mitchell. Oh, I was going to start. Oh, no, forget it. Forget it. Forget it. Forget it. Forget What's it, that? Forget it. Forget it. Forget it. Forget <laughs> it. Forget it. Uh, it was, um, yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was a good movie. I enjoyed it quite a bit, but I don't think it was as good as, say, Creed. I thought Creed was a better movie. Oh, okay. By the same director. Yeah, I was going like, where's the superhero element there? But okay, yeah, yeah. you're right. There's the connection of yeah. both the both uh, one of the main characters and uh, yeah, yeah. Creed was a real big surprise. Yeah, Creed I think... Creed was interesting in that you know, I mean, you're coming off of uh, Rocky. Well, there's Rocky. That's great. Rocky two. Yeah, it's fine. Rocky three. All right, I get where you're going. That's an entertaining movie. Cartoony, Rocky yeah. four. Okay, you know, look. <laughs> This is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. That's a good version of what you're doing, but it's in no way in the same universe as Rocky One. Yeah. This in no way is the same character. He's now he might as well fight a robot. Mm. I know there's a robot in it. Um <laughs> and the robot's a wise kraken robot, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. Uh and then we get to uh, Rocky Five and go, Oh, we really brought it down. Mm. Oh geez. Yeah. What? That happy ending? No, ho- horrible brain damage. Uh. Oh, that's terrible. What yeah. a sad Oh, this sad. What a sad thing. Six movie. I didn't see Rocky Balboa. Rocky Balboa is fine. Hmm. You know, it's like uh, isn't that the sixth movie, Rocky Balboa? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and, yeah, and Rocky Balboa is fine. It's it's good. It's fine. Hmm. You know, it's actually better after you've seen Creed okay. and you go back and see Rocky Balboa oh, and like now I'm all right with Rocky yeah. Balboa. And then it's like here comes Creed. Well, lower lower all the expectations for this one, brother. <laughs> it's another Rocky sequel. Here we. Oh my gosh, that's really good. Yeah. What well, it feels like. To me, it felt like a movie where uh, Sylvester Stallone kind of stepped back and let Ryan Coogler kind of have his head, like have have his way with what mm-hmm. he wanted to do with the movie. And yeah, I thought it was really effectively filmed. Uh, I really enjoyed the fight scenes in that movie. Uh, you know, just the, the kind of the single shot handheld um, element of, of the fights, the final fight in the movie. It was very exciting. It was well done. And I thought the fights in Black Panther weren't quite as exciting as that. I thought, and I thought they were a little choppy and, and not, but I think all the Marvel films suffer from badly filmed fight scenes. Mm-hmm. The fight choreography is pretty good, but I find Winter Soldier probably being the best, probably the best one. And the editing isn't that frenetic, but I found like Civil War, the editing is very frenetic and you have, you don't get a sense of my problem with editing like that is that you don't get a sense of what the actors are doing. You know, they don't have this time training and learning all the fight like the fight choreography and getting it all down so they can perform it in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. And then the editing takes it away from them by cutting away from their 
fighting. And so you don't get a sense of that they actually are doing anything at all. It's just yeah. a lot of, you know, they're going to punch him, but they don't see the punch. You, you see the aftermath of punches. A person falls down. You don't get to get a sense of, of the, of the fighting in it. It's not, it's just not very well shot or well, you know, just well planned. And Black Panther suffers from the same thing. And it's not necessarily Ryan Coogler's fault. He may have filmed it really well. And it might just be the editing is terrible when it comes to how you, how they do the fighting. And, um, they do it better in the uh, TV series. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like the Daredevil, yeah, that's right. all the hallway fights and whatnot, mm-hmm, the Daredevil mm-hmm. fights. Because in those, they have a lower With budget. With the exception of Iron Fist, which felt like more movie style. Yeah. And it didn't work. Because yeah. it was all these quick cuts. And you're like, once again, slow it down. Well, because. See what's going on. Because I think in that film, and it's not entirely the actor's fault, he was brought in late onto that, into the show mm-hmm. and didn't have an opportunity to train, to go through the Marvel training. Like build, you know, build up his muscle sure. and stuff like that, and and do the fight choreography. He didn't really get an opportunity, so they were kind of having to fake it till they made it, right. you know. And when the when your character's whole thing is he's the greatest martial mm-hmm. artist in the world, it does, it and you don't it, have time yeah. to train to be the martial yeah. artist. It's bad. Yeah, that's that is a that's a tough one. So you know, they cast him because they liked his acting, but his fighting was kind of suspect. You know, can I go back to Creed just real brief? Sure. Can. All right. Uh, which uh, what I liked about that was it also took a little bit of the curse off the Rocky films. In that, you know, you had a guy who was basically Muhammad Ali, who Rocky beat, beat, beat up and who, who died. In the second movie? Uh, yeah, Apollo Creed, yeah. yeah. And then who. But he doesn't die at at Rocky's hands. He dies at the hands of, of, uh. No, but he's beaten by Rocky in the, in the the second one. That's right. Uh, he's very arrogant and then he gets Mm -hmm. beaten by Rocky. And Mm -hmm. then the third one, it's very, you know, it's the, you know, now they, now they team up and, and, uh, they're going up against the other, the other guy, the thuggish guy, Mm -hmm. which again, well, what are you going to do? But it's fine. Um, but uh, and then he 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 dies again because of his uh, his arrogance, mm. and it's like, eh, are we doing that? Because yeah. clearly this character is that. So it t- it takes the edge off it, or it like it 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 puts it puts a little uh, extra layer onto it, having Creed's uh, son, yeah, you know, uh, there, and mm-hmm. yeah, it, it worked. It was a nice uh, it was a nice thing to do. Yeah, just good good all the way around. Back to Black Panther. And well, you talk about it a little bit. Like you seem to really, really like. It I really lot. liked it, yeah, because it opened really up like a, it? it opened up a world. And I like, I like, I like the movies like this that show you a different world and kind of activate your imagination. Okay. Yeah. And it's like, it's like with Star Wars. Star Wars is is good. Star mm-hmm. Wars is a very good movie. But what Star Wars does is it makes you, it starts you going and thinking about all the different things that could be in this world. And I think that's the kind of thing with with Wakanda. When you when you see Wakanda, it's like what? what? Okay, so if this was, then what's this world like? And and you see all these little hints of of how things operate in the old culture mm. and the new culture and the costumes and the technology and the history and the supernatural aspects. And it was just. Jesus, this is a whole real. This opens so much inter- interesting possibilities. Uh, yeah, and I and I and I just love that. It was like with Guardians of the Galaxy when they uh, land inside the head of a celestial. It's like, well, this was a godlike being. Uh, it died. Its skull is floating, and yeah, now we're yeah. uh, basically harvesting its spinal fluid, mm. and we're using that for all this kind of thing. And by the way, we're also got gambling dens in this thing. It's like, what the hell? These are all such great, interesting, big ideas of yeah. what? There's these big, giant gods that are wandering around the universe, and there's stones that control reality. But, of course, we're really crass and low, so we're going to have gambling. And and, and that's what I, I think they did well with this, is they balanced the high and the low. We're like, he's a sheep herder. 
Oh, but also there's the rhinos. But sometimes the rhinos, we got to put them in, uh, like, armor and ride them around. It's like, what the hell is that? If this was any other movie, you'd go, fuck, that's like, uh, that's amazing. What, uh, let's see more of this. Hmm. And they just, and they, and they, and they stick it in this, uh, this Marvel universe. I think the smart thing they did was not connect it with anything else in the Marvel universe in this and sort of let it have its own, you know, legs. Well, that was funny, though, that, uh, they fly into the city and you see it's like Wakanda. Ooh, and you see this big moder- modernistic city and it's all futuristic looking and stuff like that. And then you never see it again. <laughs> Everything else is in a field mm-hmm. on the side of a hill. Like you have no sense that there's a big giant futuristic city nearby. There was one there where they like, were walking around and you saw kind of a mix of But both. it was like a village. Yeah, but then you'd see, like a but, big... they, but they'd see like something like floating above or like there'd be elements mm. that would be like, well, you know, that yeah, it is future, that one, but... That, that one scene was interesting. You're right. That one short <laughs> sequence. Yeah, it was just weird because the rest of the movie, like, they're like by a mine shaft mm-hmm. and they're fighting out in a field. You do get uh, Shuri's a... uh, lab. You get to see all yeah, the that's in the mine. all the Q things that's that she's doing. Yeah, it's also it's not, it's not in it's the next city. to the it's next to the mine. But it's yes. not in the city. And then you see them like up in a mountain walking to, to you know, in the, like mm-hmm. in the cold mountain. You see them on a other mountain when they're fighting. That's true. Yeah, you know, there's like and then you're like, well, doesn't anyone like spend any time in the city? They made, <laughs> made this big city. You want to see them hang out in the city more? There's a funny, uh, there's a kind of funny video um, from the film theorists uh, talking about how their economy is impossible. How so? Oh, it was just saying, it was saying like one resource economies uh, aren't don't do very well as uh, because because power tends to because you have only have one resource, mm-hmm. it's easy for power to centralize, and so then you end up with inequities in the in the population because only one group, sort of like Saudi Arabia, where you think everyone's really wealthy there. Right. But the average income in Saudi Arabia is like five, $582 a month or something like that. Mm-hmm. And which, you know, but when you think about Saudi Arabia, you're thinking, oh, it's all the oil money and everyone's really wealthy and stuff like that. Oh, no, no. There are really wealthy people, but they're just like a small group of them. Everyone else is really poor. So the average is just like, cause that's but the average the, income. But what if the kings or whatever, the leaders in Saudi Arabia yeah. Yeah. were legitimately spiritual? Legitimately spiritual, yeah. not like you know mm-hmm. uh, whatever. This is this is my religion, but sure. I don't uh, adhere to it. And uh, and 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 felt that things should be distributed as equally sure. and equitably as possible. Sure, in your ideal, in an ideal world. Yes, well, and here's what makes it an ideal world. And I'm going to throw a little spoiler onto this, uh, in that there is a spiritual uh, realm that they that the leaders tap into mm-hmm. and basically can talk to uh, relatives that yeah. are uh, dead. So. If you can do that, yeah. then you've got, uh, which again was an element that I was like, oh shit, they just went for it. But with they that. don't all do that, do they? Because there mm-hmm. was a character who did not, who tapped into. Yeah, he did. His he, realm, only, he, only he had, did not. He only had one relative, though. That was the problem. He did not. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, so. But his relative not, was an asshole. Yeah, but I, well, he was. His relative was an asshole, so he didn't get any uh, support from that relative to give them good advice. But if yeah. you've got all your past leaders who are like. You've got to do this for the kingdom, yeah. and you've got to, you know, then you get a, more of a sense of scale sure. of like, geez, I'm not going to, money. What does money fucking mm-hmm. mean? I've got all the food I need. Yeah. I, I've got a flying car. Sure. What the shit do I need? Oh, by the way, those are my dead relatives over there that are looking at me. I better, <laughs> I better do good. Okay, I better, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll straighten up and fly right. Sure. You're not gonna be having your orgies, you know, and uh, <laughs> and you know, drug binges. And why would you take drugs? 
You know, you've got a suit that can make you jump around and you, you can fly anytime yeah. you want. And, a and again, go a pressure in that tripping job. balls yeah. in the in the afterlife. You know, there's no reason to do any any of that. I have a feeling that's a, a one-time only uh, deal that you get to do when you take that. You only go uh, to go to the afterlife once. Well, when you well, do twice, you, I suppose technically. When you do that, when you do that, because I think that's part of the the, the ritual of, of becoming king. Is yeah, to you check in with your check in uh, and get advice yeah. from the past yeah. leaders. And I guess that would save you from becoming Venezuela, but you know, I mean, I'm just talking about the real. They're just talking about the real world, not not mm-hmm. a make 'em up world of Wakanda, where everyone has a giant futuristic city, but spend a lot of time in the hills <laughs> around it. But it's beautiful. Why wouldn't you? It's just where the sheep are. It's not You're that fine. Good. It's it's kind of it's okay. <laughs> it's not really my taste in in, in beautiful nature. But right? if you grew up in it, you'd sure, probably you think like it. Sure, you think it was it. great. It was a nice sunset. You're right. It was a beautiful sunset, sure. and again, yeah. uh, robotic or cyborg. And I will rhinos. give the movie. I will give the movie uh, props that it was actually had a villain that was interesting, and in some ways, right in his mm-hmm. what he wanted. He was wrong in his ideas of how to get what he wanted to do with it, but he was right in in, in some ways, and that challenged the and challenged the philosophy of of this kingdom. I thought that was very interesting that it, you know, um, and I did enjoy that. Yeah, maybe you know. a fight to the death isn't the mm-hmm. best way also to have an election. No, no. <laughs> but that's the thing, right? It's just like so weird. It's like a futuristic world and it's like there's a complete barbarism for how they choose like a leader. It's, but that's what you uh, do to make that interesting is you have the high uh, and the low. You've got to have, once again, you've got the flying cars and the, mm-hmm. and the train that has no friction. But yeah. then, you know, this guy who's like second in command is a shepherd, mm-hmm. you know, as his main job. So it's like, yeah, you balance it out. So it's, you know, we're, we're, we're very peaceful in this way, but also we'll have a fight to the death to see who's going to be the king. Yeah. But a fight to the death isn't the bad because, you know, there's an afterlife. So fuck, it's fine. Everything's all right. Yeah, there's just some parts of it I found kind of dull. I did actually fall asleep the night I saw it with you. Yeah, yeah, I heard. Oh, you heard that? <laughs> no, I heard from uh, the person who was sitting next to you. Oh, okay. like, yeah, Dave grabbed a nap. <laughs> did you uh, Did you stay awake for it the second time? Yes, I did. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's why I went back because I, I was like, well, I don't want to judge this movie, you know, because I fell asleep during this sequence. It was supposed to be exciting, but I found it kind of boring. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, I didn't like but I still, uh, all I still the CGI still was terrible CGI. Terrible CGI. It was like a step back in CGI. It felt like in the second Matrix movie where, you know, he's fighting all the Smiths. Yeah, Agent Smiths, yeah. And yeah. you're like, yeah, I know this mm. shit. I know what you're going for. Yeah. But it's just too loosey-goosey. Yeah, it, it looks uh, like a rubber rubber man doing all this <laughs> business. <laughs> and then some of the, like, technology seemed kind of weird. Like, um, I liked when they, <laughs> like, when that one tribe could take their blankets and make them into shields. You're like, hmm, interesting. And the guy just hopped over them. You're like, well, there's the weakness of your <laughs> of your shield program. Yeah, that is the, well, that's the problem with a shield is you can go around the shield. Well, if you have a phalanx, you can do it. But uh, they didn't have a Roman phalanx. Well, let's so. just say that in uh, Marvel's Agents of Shield, they have a, uh, they have a shield that, that can just come out of your uh, your uh, your mechanical hand. So you know, if that's the technology they've got in the real world, quote yeah. unquote real world, Wakanda's yeah. got to have a little bit more. Sure. Yeah. It, uh, yeah, Do you think their plan would have worked? Sorry, again, we're not going to spoil too much. Yeah. But if like Wakanda attacked the world, mm-hmm. the Marvel world, yeah. with everyone who's in the Marvel world, would the plan could, have worked? Would Wakanda be able to take over the world in a world where there's the Avengers, in a world where there's a Doctor Strange, uh, could 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 where there's Shield? Could they have taken over the world? Nerdy question. Well, so I, would the Avengers beat Thanos yeah. or uh, beat beat Thanos's army? I. Uh, beat a bunch of Ultrons, beat those guys. Yeah. So could Wakanda do it? They could Wakanda. You know, uh, well, it's hard to say. I what mean, their population is? Yeah, I don't know what their population is, and what I mean. Well, their their idea isn't just to 
isn't just for them to fight, it's for them to have insurgents in throughout the world, their war dogs, as mm-hmm. they're called, to act as as sort of like a as um sleeper agents. Sleeper agents who will convert convert the local populations into into soldiers for them. So you'd ah, have you'd have this nice. you'd have like you know, inside obviously in this case it would be black people would be would be made into soldiers through mm-hmm. radicalization through this Wakandan, uh, you know, I don't know what their promises are, but they will get out of this thing. But I guess you know the idea of well, you wouldn't have to freedom? even make a, you wouldn't have to make a promise. You just go like, here's some vibranium. Here's some, it's the most valuable thing in the world. I guess. Well, they're giving out the weapons and things, but that is the idea. That's what they're sending off. Though I don't know where you'd thing. sell vibranium. That'd be a tough, uh, tough sell. Mm-hmm. Makes you kind of go like, hey, Captain America. S- by the way, did you know Sex something shops. about your uh, yeah. your shield? Yeah, that thing's uh, insanely valuable that you keep throwing around. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe sell it and feed some people. Mm. Yeah, it's hard. Uh, vibranium. It's hard to know what it what it is. Like it has no it has no real like you have no sense of what it does. It absorbs vibrations. But it does everything else, though. Like, if you throw it... So. What's that? Oh, go ahead, please. Like, if they th- they have these beads, they throw it onto a car engine, it stops the car engine. Mm-hmm. Absorbs, but if they... It absorbs all the vibrations If they put in it the into... Car, so. They put it into a wound in your back, it uh, it stops the wound from I hurting. I don't know if... Yeah, I don't know if that was straight vibranium, like, in your wound. Huh. I'm trying to think... But what you know what I mean, right? Like, they seem to have, like, yeah. no real fixed purpose... They're kind of very elastic in what they can do. Like um, when Captain America... Not that that's a complaint. It's, when it's, Captain a, America it's a comic movie, falls, so I'm not, not going to... And he falls on his shield mm-hmm. from an insane height. Uh, that's something I was wondering like when I was a kid. Yeah. It was like, so he falls and it absorbs, it absorbs it. First Some of all, of it, shock, shouldn't, yeah. it, shouldn't make, uh, it shouldn't make a sound then. If uh, anything shoots his shield and absorbs sound, mm. if it absorbs uh, vibration, then you shouldn't have a sound. Okay, that's thing one. But if you're falling <laughs> and you land on your shield... Thing two. Yeah, does it like completely just absorb the impact and so you're fine? It's like nothing. Well, he does do that in Winter Soldier. That's the thing. He does do that. And mm-hmm. it's like, what's this about? Well, does is that how that works? I think that would that makes sense to me. Here's the other thing that would kind of work. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know how you control like I li- I like the idea that, you know, you got a suit, someone yeah. beats you up yeah. and then you can release the impact of all those punches at once. Oh, you're once. talking about you're talking about uh Pink Panther. That's Black right. The, that's right. The Pink Panther. Black Panther. That's right. David Niven is in this. <laughs> uh, I like. I like that. But I'm wondering, like, you know, can you at any point in Captain America's shield release that energy? Because that then makes sense when he throws the thing and it like bounces 97 times. Well, I was gonna if say, he's just been shot, if it's yeah. just if a gun just um, a mm. machine gun shot it. Yeah. Now it's charged but up. It's a new. You, it's a new feature of the suit that the sister adds to it in the film. Like she, that it releases about the it. energy. Yeah, that she talks about. This is an upgrade on what you had before. Right. So because but the there's an interesting thing when you say that about the cap, caps caps because we're close friends cap shield. Mm. Uh, is if it if it absorbs vibrations, it wouldn't bounce back. Then should it, it should just hit something and then fall on the ground. Cause right. It, it, there's no um, there's no energy coming back that makes it bounce. So it looks like the uh, okay. It looks like then Captain America's shield. We're really nerding out right now. <laughs> you got two. You got two elements to the shield. One element. One is, element is vibranium. No, I think. I, well, actually, they do say there's two elements to his shield. Okay. Uh, but they don't say what the other one is. In the comics, it's adamantium, but they couldn't. Uh, they couldn't use that in, in the Marvel Universe. It's the same stuff that Wolverine's skeleton is, is okay. placed with. But here's what I think the deal is with Captain America's okay. shield. The center part yeah. is um, is the absorbing stuff. Okay. The edge yeah. is the when it, when it's absorbed that's yeah. the that's the repelling so i know what touch, it is now if you touch the edge and you throw it sure it uh it it releases the Makes energy total sense now. all right so what is it flubber ah okay very totally. good totally we all know that well that's disney's flubber and marvel yeah. owns disney so sure yeah, why not flubber it up <laughs> flubber away
You know, great grandson of Flubber. Here's what I'm going to go with. Yep. Who was the what, what was the Fred McMurray character's name in Flubber? Professor Brainerd. Was it really? Yep. Very good. Okay, so Professor Brainerd. Yeah. I say uh, becomes the Reed Richards of the of the Marvel universe. <laughs> that would be good. Yeah. I wish they could use Fred McMurray. But I'll just have to find unfortunately, a of... Captain Marvel, the original Captain Marvel, used Fred McMurray. So now we're done. The original Captain Marvel. Oh, That's as right. a as a as a model. As a face. As a model. Yeah, yeah. it's Cap- It's Fred McMurray's face as the uh, as the original Captain Marvel, hmm. not the Marvel Captain Marvel. Yeah. And not the Captain Marvel that goes split and then splits his body, which you Different. all don't know about, but it was in yeah. the '60s, and trust me, it was a thing. <laughs> Well, anyway, that I thought it was uh, I, going the second time. I I, I there was a lot I walked of away uh, it's the greatest way. thing you ever da, 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 mm-hmm. here we go yeah and uh, you were like yeah, it was all right you compared it to Captain America yeah I thought it w- I thought it fit in the middle the middle of the pack of Marvel films better than Ant Man worse than Ant Man better than Ant Man better than Ant Man better than Captain America worse than Captain America worse than Captain America worse than Captain America yeah. okay interesting okay Captain America I think is an okay movie. I don't think it's a great movie compared to like uh, I think it's Winter got some Soldier. very good scenes in it. Has some really good scenes, but overall, it's kind of him throwing himself the grenade. Really good. Mm-hmm. The scene with Stanley Tucci and they're drinking. That's really good. Okay, I don't remember that, but okay. that's the one where they sit and we're going to have a drink before your operation, mm. and they and they and they sit down together and pours them, you know, the drink and pours the drink, and then goes, oh, of course you're having your operation. You can't drink. Takes the drink, and then Cat Mary's. Well, I guess we both can't drink. Oh no, I don't have an operation. And he starts drinking. It's yeah, like, that's yeah. good. Uh, yeah. Also, I mean, also good. the scene mm. with uh, Arm Zola and uh, and uh, Tommy Lee Jones's character when Arm Zola is in the uh, is in the cell. He's been captured, mm. and he's looking around, and he sees like a little bit of blood on the ground. Yeah. And they planted that. Yeah. To like. Mm-hmm. And he just and Tommy Lee Jones just comes in with a steak, and it's like, "Would you like some steak?" And he's like, "I don't eat meat." Oh, okay. Tender tummy, huh? And they just eating the steak while telling him, uh, you know, the deal he's offering him. Huh. It's like, yeah, it's a nice little actory, schmactory scene. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. Hmm. I didn't I mean, like the yeah. Red Skull. The Red Skull to me was like, eh, who cares about this guy? <laughs> he's the Red well, Skull. They're stealing a lot of stuff from Hellboy in that part of the movie. I thought. Yeah, that's. Eh. I like that there was a reference to Indiana Jones in it. So that was that was fine, and it's fine. There's a reference to Indiana Jones. Yeah. Almost Where like, it was like the Fuhrer is looking for uh, like religious artifacts oh, in the okay. desert. I'm like, ah, he's talking about uh, the mm, Ark of the Covenant. Mm, there see. we go. I see. There mm. we are. Mm. Okay. Yeah, no, I thought it was, it was okay. I, you know. Okay, what's the best Marvel movie so far? Oh, boy. Well, I guess I'd put it, bet- for me, between uh, the first Guardians of the Galaxy and Spider-Man Homecoming. Okay, but what's the best one of like the lot? What's your... Well, I just said two of them. Like, I'm just kind of... I kind of go back and forth like oh those are the two i yeah. thought you were putting black panther between those two no 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 i would okay. those are those are the top and then yeah it would be like winter soldier winter soldier um how does uh, avengers Homecoming. hold up for you i think avengers is okay i think we'll see if i watched it again i think i wouldn't enjoy it as much because what i really enjoyed about that film was the humor in it which wouldn't carry it as as much the second time you know what i mean because the surprise mm-hmm. is gone whereas i think it's something like winter soldier or homecoming have a, a heart to them that that can kind of carry you past the you know the lack of you know I know the jokes now so yeah. you know when more time has passed I will tell you about what I think the theme is between all the latest Marvel movies okay but again okay. don't want to spoil things for you yeah uh, would you say people should go see it oh of course should they see it in the theater or wait till it's home see it in the theater but do not see it in 3D very good. I'm going to say... The 3D was terrible, the one we here's saw. Here's a movie that you're not going to see, but uh, and you might see on a plane, uh, but but I'd Snakes say it's plane? fun to see it in a the theater, oh, okay. is uh, is uh, Game Night. 
Game Night. Okay. Yeah, with, it's uh, uh, Jason Bateman uh, and uh, other, other people? people that are in You can't TV remember shows. who they are? Rachel McAdams? Rachel McAdams yeah. uh, and other people that I don't want to spoil. That there's okay. actually some, some people Oh, some people there. pop up. A couple of little pop it pops That's nice. That's people nice. to pop it is. Okay. But it's just like a good plot, good uh, gags, okay. uh, but it's very much Edgar Wright light. Oh, really? And I love Edgar Wright movies. Like, mm. there's some scenes that are just like direct Edgar Wright lifts, and hmm. that's not a bad thing. Interesting. Not a bad thing. Uh, they it's can't, interesting that they can't keep it up the whole time, yeah, but, uh, but the scenes that do work, yeah. do work quite well. Yeah. It's interesting that someone would be copying a person who up to this year was a, would be considered an unsuccessful director. Hmm. Hmm. In this country. Yeah. His films don't make a lot of money, but, uh, do you, would you say a Shaun of the Dead was considered an unsuccessful movie? Mm-hmm. Was it? Yeah. I mean, in North America, yeah. Was it? Yeah. Oh. Then why'd they, why'd they end up doing a trilogy? Well, or why'd they do three movies it, then the, if it was unsuccessful? They're popular in England, so. And that's, and that's enough to make yeah, it sure. go? sure. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, like, and Scott Pilgrim, not, not a success. No, no, I understand yeah. Scott Pilgrim. Some, some stuff happened with yeah. that. But uh, I was thinking, like, you know, the uh, Hot Fuzz is considered, like, uh, not a successful movie? Yeah, it did okay. They're not like big. They're not big blockbuster movies. No, like but his, his, you, are they expected his, to be big blockbuster movies? Well, I think people. They're weird little buddy films. Yeah, I think comedies. He, yeah, but I think people. Yes, I think the people who finance those films thought that they would be more popular than they were. Okay. Yeah, I just wonder if there's room for like films like that that are the smaller movies that aren't the bum 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 because that's definitely what this this movie is. It's like a yeah. oh hey you know when we were watching it I was thinking how many people couldn't get into Black Panther. Because it was cheap movie night, and they came into this. Mm. But there, there was a lot of like screaming out loud, and a lot of whoa. Yeah. There was a lot of that, and it was it was nice to actually have seen that in a, mm-hmm. in a theater with people who had I like, no expectations. Yeah. With a with that's a good. few spoilers from the trailer, uh, that one that's like eh, don't I shouldn't have spoiled that I in the trailer. Seen, I haven't seen the trailer. Oh, that's good. Yeah, see, I think so you'd enjoy it. I went and saw Early Man, the uh, new Nick Park film. Oh, I got asked to see that by our friends. Okay, who are friends of Nick yeah. Park. Yeah. Uh, but I couldn't see it that day. Mm. How was it? Oh, it's very good. It's a it's a film that is ba- made for its country that it comes out of. <laughs> I'll say that right now. It's a, it's like the most soccer centric Neanderthal film you'll ever see in your life. Okay, follow up on that after the Everyone, siren goes by. Take a drink, please. Sure, I will. Dave doesn't take a drink anymore because he's just drinking water and he doesn't like it. Ugh. He's getting hydrated and just hates I don't, it. Uh, oh, his skin's so much better. It's glowing. <laughs> Thank you. It's beautiful. I had to get my uh, passport picture taken a couple weeks ago and it uh, because I thought my passport was coming up to expiring. I yeah. discovered it. It's already expired. But because um, I was looking at it, I was like, oh, I should get my passport out uh, to take to the U.S. consulate. And then I'm looking at it and I went, oh, it's already expired. <laughs> Whoops. So, yeah, that uh, was a surprise. But anyway. Uh, I got my pictures taken, so that meant that the night before, I got a bunch of zits on my face. Because <laughs> that's how it works, because your your body knows what's happening. But you want your passport photo to be not great, because you're going to look like shit when you're going across borders, especially internationally, because you will have gotten no sleep. Well, right? It's, it's going to be shitty. You're going to be getting you off the wanna... plane. You're going to look like crap. <laughs> you're going to show the picture, and they're going to go, you look good. <laughs> you look all right. You don't look like you're on drugs. Good for you. Because <laughs> this is clearly what you look like on the best day of your life. Now this is the way you look like. Uh, in yeah. I've already had the worst passport picture ever taken of any okay. person. So I don't have to worry anymore. Did you use it? Oh, yeah. Why? I Get another. They're not expensive. I, I don't know. I just... No, re- no reason for that at all. A, it was a funny thing because um, when we did that, I barely got my passport off in time. And it arrived in the mail the day before we were leaving for England. Oh. That's how close. That's Ooh. how near it was. 
yeah, it was a near, near, near thing. And uh, so I really didn't care that I looked like a drunk man who had an eye, one eye, one eye, but like so an infected eye and whose hair was exploding. <laughs> it did not bother me. But it was a passport that um, I remember. Like I had to go across the border to, I used to, I used to trim these donkeys in Sumas across the border here in the, in the Fraser Valley. And um, I uh, was going across the border and I had to go in. I don't know why. But anyway, they sent me in. Oh, because I was going to work. So they would always make me go into the office, even though I'm an American. I can just go across and work. But they always made me go into the office. So I went in the office and uh, it was just a great thing. I had, had to give them my keys. So they go look at my car and sure. I, I had this really stupid keychain. It said, uh, I'm not weird. I'm gifted. <laughs> <laughs> and then, From back when you were at Professor Xavier's school. <laughs> and then yeah. I had this, pa- give the guy this, this passport with this insanely <laughs> terrible picture. And he actually looked at it and he went, huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, gifted. <laughs> yes, the whole, the whole package was great. But they couldn't say no to me. They just wanted to look in the truck, I guess, and see what I was I'm doing. Like, what's he up to? Uh, he's donkey trimming. <laughs> sure. Okay. Sure it all makes sense. Yeah. That's Wait, what they all say. That's donkey right. trimming. What they hear when you say that is mule. And they really start ah, to search very good. for Yeah. Yeah. I'm a mule. What? Trimmer. <laughs> mule trimmer. What's that mean? Mule trimmer. The Fenderman. Mule Skinner? I don't know that song. Goofy Greats. <laughs> Classic, sorry. <laughs> Is it actually on the Goofy Greats album? It's on itself? the Goofy Greats album, yes. All right. The Fenderman's Meal Skinner Blues. So are you going to attempt the uh, border this weekend? Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. So you've done it before when you've gone across to see movies or whatnot? Mm-hmm. Okay. And what what's usually the process? Uh, they're just like, oh, your passport is expired. And you go, oh, yeah, I know. And then they, they let you go. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm hoping that they could make you go in the office mm-hmm. and go through like more further uh, examination. And they could say you can't go across. Most of the times, you know, they're going to just, like, it's your ID. Would so. you have, is there any risk of you not being able to be let back into Canada? No, because uh, I would be going through Canadian Customs and my PR card is imperfect. It uh, doesn't expire until next year. Okay. I believe. I should look at it. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. So well, yeah, as long as hope, I, I hope to see you there. I don't, use, <laughs> I don't use my U.S. passport to go up into Canada. I can't do that. I have to use my PR card. Okay. I got in a big trouble from a, a customs guy when I was coming back from England one time for not having a PR card. It's like, you know, I could not let you in the country, you know. Okay, why would you do that? Because I'm married and have kids that live here, so that's a really weird thing to do. But whatever, Napoleon. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what you said? Yeah, you said to the guy? That. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. No, sir. <laughs> yes. Three bags full, sir. Oh, golly, gosh. <laughs> golly, gosh, gosh, darn it. No, you. Wish- oh, shucks. Thanks for informing me about PR cards. I better go and apply for one. My daughters are so hungry, and I. Are you bringing them food? No, no, I wouldn't bring fruit or any foods across the border. Well, they were with me. Oh, were you? oh, okay. Yeah. Well, Mary was with me. Yeah, and you said, you know, don't stop me. Take them. <laughs> Pushed Lisa and Mary towards me. <laughs> I ran. I was running my yeah, you can't suit- catch us all. Scatter, girls, scatter. Let's go. My suitcase fell open as I was running, and all my contraband fell out. These flake oh, bars and apples. And apples. <laughs> apples. Yeah, that was that's the thing. Like there used to be, like you can't bring an apple across the border because mm, yeah. there was the apple maggot quarantine. Yes, and it was like, oh wow, that's a nice. The first thing you see when you go into the states, mm. apple maggot uh, quarantine. Uh, yeah. Quarantine. There's one between uh, Oregon and California as well. An apple maggot quarantine. I remember that. It's been a while since I 
went that way. Yeah, right? there's all these houses. They're quarantined with a bunch of apple maggots living in there. <laughs> it's so unfair to them. When do we get to leave? <laughs> we'll tell you when. It's their own, it's their own Gaza Strip. That's right. Yeah. There's it's no banana thing. worms. The, even though that'd be so fun to say. <laughs> Why? I mean, I don't know if I'd want to uh, say live banana, a worm? with banana worms. I'm sure something. No, I mean, the only thing with bananas is, uh, is the deadly black tarantula, according to that song. The day of Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. <laughs> deadly black. Hides the deadly black tarantula. Yes. Ugh. Well, let's have some peaches then, because I don't want that. Well, they're not deadly. It's, it's a misnomer. So it's bad. It's like the scene in, um, it's like that scene in Dr. No, where, uh, uh, Sean Connery awakes to find a, a tra- tarantula clearly under a glass case on his chest, I think. <laughs> yeah. And then he like attacks it with a pillow. What's best about that scene though is the musical sting as he's hitting it with the pillow. It's like, ba, ba, ba. And then the uh the the spider takes out a little spider pillow and they start having a little <laughs> pillow fight. Then feathers fly everywhere and it's really sexy. So cute. Yeah. I saw the get smart version of that first, where oh, okay. where someone through a mail slot just yeah. drops drops a tarantula into his into uh, his uh, apartment. Yeah. And then it crawls on him mm. and he uh, has to deal with it. And also there was the Brady Bunch. Yes. Where uh, it crawls onto is it who's it crawl onto? Peter. Well, I think I think, it's, I think I think it's Peter. I think it's Greg who has the curse. Though, no, Greg, he? but no, because he gives it to Peter to wear. Because Greg, when he's wearing it, he crashes surfing. Okay, that's right. Uh, Peter, it's a spider on the chest. I don't yeah. know. If Bobby has a uh, something go on. Greater. Yeah, gives him greater. That's right. Uh, Jan gets pregnant. <laughs> and, uh, Why did they get rid of that and, thing? And, and Marsha, uh, yeah. her just heads explodes. Mm, mm. Really gruesome for the girls. Yeah. It's uh, funny for the guys. It was a very different time. And then it was all Jim Backus, I think, that was behind it all. I can remember. <laughs> I can remember two, two uh, special Brady Bunches that were like two parters. That that one, the Hawaii trip. Sure. And then one where they went to Arizona and ended up in like a ghost town with the, with the with cranky Jim prospect. Was he the was he the cranky prospect? Jim Backus uh, locked them up in a in a cell. Okay. Yeah, and like trapped them. Mm. It was a bit over the top. Yeah, was, I think that was it one was of a cliffhanger. the cliffhanger. Yeah, I think that was one of those ones that uh, Robert Reed was not on board with. It was like we could be doing a fam. It's about the issues of a family, and it's just like <laughs> we're having a pie fight. No, we don't have to have a pie. F- oh God! And they're rock stars. No, they're not rock stars. No. He was not happy. Was that right? Oh yeah, he was. He was upset about everything. He always had a big bag of notes. Just cash your fucking paycheck, (laughs) Robert. That's right. This is going to make you uh, money for a long, long time. Yeah. Shh. Shut up. Just, just shut up and get the perm. Right. Get the perm. (laughs) Right on that. Yes. Hmm. Okay. What other Brady Bunch episodes can we remember? (laughs) Well, don't. Okay. Marsha gets hit in the nose That's with a the thing. Yeah. Uh, the Peter randomly finds a twin at school, and they, they change one. places. For remember the, that one? That's a good uh, one. Peter tries to be popular, and uh, so he imitates Humphrey Bogart, because Bogart <laughs> is popular. <laughs> That's right. And he uh, can only say pork chops so and well. applesauce. Works out so well. How about the one where they do the uh, the Benedict Arnold play? Benedict Arnold play. Remember that one? The be- I remember the Jesse jesse james one but okay go ahead benedict arnold play hit me with it oh well he's dying as benedict arnold but they have to cover his hair with flour and somehow he gets pounded and all this flour <laughs> there, and he starts coughing do you remember that no scene? that's pretty good that's good yeah the jesse james one's interesting yeah because they bring those that old old people who actually like experienced like it's hard to believe in the 1970s there was people who would still like have had contact with that part of the you know old it had West. the very gruesome uh dream sequence yeah where uh, the Bradys all get shot to death in yeah, the train yeah. car. And you're like, oh, maybe we shouldn't glamorize uh, the old-timey uh, shoot 'em up guys. 
Okay, the one where um, they go on, the, where one of them, I think it's Bobby. Mm-hmm. Who's the middle one? Peter. Peter goes on the quiz show, but every time the camera turns on, the red light turns on, he freezes. So even though he knew all the answers and was like, should have won, he, every time it turns on, he's just like, boom. I always tell Lisa I would do that if, we, if I went on Jeopardy. Peter uh, goes through puberty uh, and his voice well, is cracking. The song. And so they sing a song and yeah. so they write a new song yeah. about uh, singing, uh, about going through puberty. Yeah. Time, time for change. Yeah, time to change. You got to rearrange yeah, yeah. who you are and what you're okay. going to be. Okay, the time when Greg, <laughs> the time when Greg, uh, faked the UFO in the backyard. That's right. And it was then. It looks so real. It looks so like fantastically real. And you discover he just uses a sheet and a flashlight. You're like, that was not a sheet and a flashlight. Boo. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, someone, uh, uh, Greg was holding his friend Smokes. And uh, okay, there's some trouble with there's some trouble with that. I remember that one. Uh, uh, oh, oh uh, Alice left, and her twin uh, took over for a while. Don't and remember. her twin was a military woman, and they didn't like her, and then hurt her feelings. <laughs> and then, <laughs> well, uh, that's right. Okay, yeah, I remember that. Okay, there was that. That was a good one. Uh, and there was uh, there was a time <laughs> that uh, they got married, which was the pilot episode, and then the dog ran all and knocked over the didn't cake. See that one. Didn't see that one. And it was the last time you ever heard them refer to their parents. The other parent. Here's the, here's the, and never refer to them again because that's what you do. Uh, you never, especially when yeah. you're like, you lose your mom when, I don't know, you're like f- uh, 13, 14. Hmm. You never refer to her again, right? Yeah. That's how it yeah. goes. Yeah. No, what the fuck is that about? That was creepy. They should have a picture of each of their other parents up somewhere. It was really disturbing that they didn't. Okay. This has been fun, but this is, here's an interesting thing to me is I have not seen that show since it was on television when I was a little kid. Okay. And I still remember those, those episodes. It's amazing yeah. how much things like that stick in your mind over time. Uh, how about the time they met Wonder Woman? Do you remember that? I don't think I remember that one. That was in the cartoon. Oh, I didn't watch the cartoon. Yeah. They, they went to the car, they went to a library okay. and uh, Diana Prince was working as a librarian mm. okay. and she was also an expert on Greek history. Okay. And they ended up traveling back in time and Wonder Woman helped them out. <laughs> No, I did not watch the uh, did not watch that iteration of the radio. Bench. That's absolutely fine. You know, the last two episodes we have had guests mm-hmm. who have called us old, <laughs> and this this episode with no guests, we've just done it ourselves. Yeah, what the heck? That's right. We can do whatever we want. Sure. I just thought it'd be fun. What's your favorite zoetrope? Uh, <laughs> real. I did not. Uh, one from the heart. <laughs> really? Okay. Sure. What's zoetrope? Mine's the one with the horse that runs. That was the name of. Friends for a couple of studios, Zoetrope Studios. Oh, thank you, everyone. Thank you. You can I did, send money. I did eat underneath that once. Did or you? Twice, three times. We did as well. Yeah. Was it underneath? That? I didn't realize it was. Yeah. Uh, when we went to uh, Nabom Coppola's. Okay. This was a. This was a. Um, that was a very good restaurant, by the way. But that was. Uh, that would be a different version because the. The Zotrope of One from the Heart actually had a studio where they filmed the movie. Oh, okay, very good. Well, yeah. this was uh, this was where it moved to. It moved to above that restaurant, mm-hmm. and so they they had uh, okay. the editing uh, facilities up above us. Cool, I like it. And if, by the I way, like if you it. go to San Francisco, eat there. It's good. It You'll is see, good. Uh, pictures on the wall from various couple of movies, both Francis and Sophia. Fair and uh, what about Roman? Doesn't he get in the looking on this? I thing? don't know. Okay, you tell me. You were there. I don't remember. I don't even remember pictures in the movies. And that's where we met our friend uh, Branwyn uh, Bigglestone for the very first time. That's true. That's true. And I said, are you going to finish that meatball? And she went, yeah. And then we were friends forever. Is that how it worked? I don't know. I don't remember how we became friends. It just all worked out. I Because I started started, uh, making making up a social social, uh, media thing called Bumble. Yeah. And and I kept telling them that we're going to post the pictures on Bumble. And then they seemed to find that interesting and 
Yeah, and it was like feel the buzz or something. Made, Bumble made us made us seem interesting enough that we became friendly. Yeah, and it was so interesting that someone who was there then used it in their comic, mm-hmm. and then it became an actual thing in real life later on. Well, I guess that they wanted to because when I when I thought it'd be fun to um, have that as a domain name, dot com. Yeah, but it was uh, in the holding in the holding uh, ah. site, whatever those things are called when they have the. The domain name's parked somewhere in some site that's meaningless. This has like some shopping information or something like that on it. It's basically just, you know, buy this domain from me. Because I was smart enough to take Bumble and turn it into a Bumble.com. And also, you didn't know who any of the people were, which was good. Because like some of them were kind of big shots. And was so it like leveled it all out. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't know the oh. guy who uh, created Savage Dragon, for well, example. Well, no. I mean, I know Savage Dragon, but I did not know who created... And I did not know what he looked like. Which is a total ripoff of my character, Salvage Dragon. Salvage Dragon. Who was a guy who's green, who would okay. like uh, go in after uh, like a big fight, and he'd salvage all the stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Huh. And he went, ah, that's a good idea. But what if he was savage? I'm mm. like, what? Oh, I'd like to see that. He really showed me. That's a total ripoff of my character, uh, Sabbath Dragoon. Oh, and what happens in that? Well, he's a very religious uh, soldier who won't fight on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He gets court-martialed. It's well, very that, short. Story. That seems like a ripoff of my character, uh, Saget Dragon, okay. who uh, who lives in a full house, All right. uh, with other superheroes, okay. and uh, and and has and some daughters, mm-hmm. and these superheroes have to raise the uh, daughters, and and one is a real wisecracker, okay. like a little baby who just like is always just wisecracking all the time. It's great, yeah. And it's actually played by uh, you think it's twins, but the twist is it's triplets. Oh wow! Uh, yeah. Wow, well, that seems like a ripoff of, of my character, uh, Sergeant Rock. Who's a hard luck soldier fighting through the World War II, through the, and has a company of soldiers, kind of a unlucky gang, uh, you know, plucky guys that uh, fight. Uh, what, are, what are the names of those uh, soldiers that he fights? What are the names of those soldiers? Well, there's Brooklyn, Frisco, <laughs> Sammy Davis Jr., and uh, Arthur Freed. Yeah. What, what did Arthur Freed do? <laughs> Ran the MGM <laughs> musical productions, <laughs> the Arthur Freed unit. <laughs> It's a different military unit, actually. Yeah. The Arthur Freed unit. It's a giddy day. How are you guys doing? <laughs> this is what happens when uh, when we do have some heat. It's actually not that hot in here at all. I can take off this jacket, though, now that you say that. No, please, please do. It's 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 absolutely fine. I'm trying to actually remember the names of uh, Sergeant Rock's soldiers. I know there was Ice Cream Soldier. What? Little Sure Shot. Okay. Um, there, was, there was a big guy. It's probably at least one racist name. <laughs> and something else. Chief? It was usually like, there was probably, yeah, there was probably like a Native American guy who, you know, spoke as you, as, as you would suspect he would. And I think it was a similar situation for Sergeant Fury, who was not a million miles away from Sergeant Rock. Mm. There was a lot of sergeants and they're a uh, very diverse group <laughs> of soldiers. Yeah. Very d- strangely diverse. Yeah. And then one new soldier who shows up who dies mm. by the end of the episode and you all learn a lesson about life. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, that guy, fancy pants. All <laughs> fancy pants. Right. But then fancy pants, like, threw himself on a grenade. Mm-hmm. And not so fancy now. But, you know, we all should have uh, respected fancy pants. A little more. We learned a lesson. Yeah. Well, we won't. We're going to revert back to our original characters for the next episode. <laughs> and so on. And here we go. Ad infinitum. Yep. I uh, My only knowledge of Sergeant Rock is from the song by XTC on the album Black Sea. Because Sergeant Rock is going to help him, he says. Sergeant Rock. Oh, well, that help surprises me. me. I would have thought you you might have uh, liked some of uh, Joe Kubert's work. work. Did mm. you never uh, read any of uh, his old stuff? No. Nope. Oh, I think you might. I think you might enjoy it. I mean, I think I. I mean, I've obviously I know who Joe Kubert is. I and I've seen his art, but I've never like as a kid. I just it wasn't like it wasn't around. It wasn't a thing yep. that you saw very much. 
Yeah, they're very meat and potato stories. They mm-hmm. had like a strong moral to them. Yeah. Uh, well drawn. You know, it was uh, definitely people who had like been through war. Yeah. Uh, doing these doing these things okay. and had some some stuff to say. So yeah, it was it was all right. I would say if you see a collection of uh, Sergeant Rock stuff, give it a little give it a little read. My my thing was I'd always like uh, be introduced to him by he's teaming up with Batman and some weird time travel thing. So it was not <laughs> the best introduction. Yeah, yeah. And like what's with the bat suit? Ah, uh, never mind. Let's go fight Nazis. Mm. But fight Nazis or Superman shows up and is like, what? What's this all about? And he goes on. <laughs> Did you know Superman's getting his pants back? You mentioned that yeah. uh, to me a little while ago. Very glad to hear that. That guy needs his underpants. He needs his underpants. Yeah. He he looks he looks like a goof, but uh, you know what? That's all right. <laughs> Superman's fine with looking like a goof. Why did he wear those originally? Like, because it, it would look like a circus strongman. Is that was that the idea of it? That was the style of the mm. time. Was like a circus strongman. Yeah, because you wanted to cover your business. He wore, wore long johns, but also yeah. bikini briefs. Right, because otherwise you'd see the junk like through the tights. Did you see it anyway? No, you don't really. No, not when you're wearing like a shorts okay. shorts over like he, over like top. Speedo, uh, you don't see anyone's junk in, in a speedo. Yeah, there you go. So you don't need you don't need to see that because yeah. then people would look at it and go like, "Hey, that's Clark Kent." Because <laughs> Clark Kent wears very tight pants as well. <laughs> that's right. His junk is clearly, yeah, clearly, clearly visible. That's Clark Kent. Clearly visible. That or that or he's got some Kryptonian business down yeah. there, and you're like, sure. "Oh, is that guy an alien or something? That shouldn't go like that at all. Yeah. That's not right. So mm. What's that? Ugh. And so on. But no, he's he's got to look corny uh, because he's Superman. Don't try and make Superman cool. Don't, Don't him give cool. him knee pads, which which they did before. Yeah. Don't give him armor. That doesn't make sense. But especially knee pads. He doesn't need knee pads. He's fine. He flies. <laughs> you know, he's been around a long time. His knees are probably pretty sore. I guess in the morning, he's like, oh, my knees. Mm-hmm. Walks to the bathroom. His feet hurt a little bit. Ugh. It's hard getting old. Yeah. Does he use the bathroom? Does he just pee light? <laughs> like, what's what's his deal? Well, he drinks. He must have to get rid of it. His body has to process it. It doesn't just turn it into energy? No. Well, first of all, what, he drinks. Does he have to drink? Who? Superman? Yeah. Well, he's a, he's a being. He has to have energy. Yeah, but he gets it from the sun. That's his thing. He's like a photosynthesis guy. Is that how they lived on, on uh, Krypton? Hey, you know what? Try and find me a thing of someone on trip, Krypton having a meal. Find me any cartoon footage of that. Well, they sit around a table and go, "Jor yeah. you're an asshole." <laughs> well, that's a, I mean, that's the problem. We never, we actually never see. I don't think he's got a. I don't think he's got a chair. Have you ever seen yeah. that at jor and Laura's house? No. They're standing all the time. Well, that's the I thing. He's got a standing every, desk. Every time it's you healthier, see, like, every time you see, advanced. like, a representation of of Krypton, it looks terrible there. Yeah, that's it nice looks worse than Wakanda. Wakanda. No, Wakanda looks great because they got comfy <laughs> chairs. That's fantastic. One person has. Oh, well, some people have comfy chairs. We only see uh, the royal the royal people sitting around, chiefs and stuff like that. Well, I guess so. You're, we don't see regular on, people sitting. No, you just lie on your sheep. Everyone has like a, a, a you know like a throne they sit they sit in and look majestic. Sure, sure, he's got her own like nice big, regular fluffy, people fluffy chair. The regular people nice. are just outside like, trying to trying to make a rhinoceros into a divan. <laughs> and they do. Yeah, they got that kind of gumption. Good on them. <laughs> By the way, I don't see why they're not like immediately make like they're talking now about like is there going to be a sequel to that? Well, they're still in discussion about that. What do you mean? Yeah, yeah. Who's in discussion about what? About making a sequel to uh, Black Panther? Well, it's not making enough money for them. Well, that's the thing. Just fucking do it now. Like now. Like I understand. Well, we've got a plan. We're Mm. gonna like do the Marvel Universe, and we're gonna have an Ant Man. And then they didn't do that with Ant Man. They got Ant Man right away because they got to film it before that girl ages out of the 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 movies. uh, The daughter. Oh, okay, sure. All right. Like she's a little girl. 
Oh, they, that girl. Yeah, if they wait, if they're not talking about, yeah, I'm not talking about the wasp. I'm talking about the little. Oh, daughter, okay. I was wondering. I was going like, she seems fine. Don't yeah, I'm sorry. Her. I mean, I, you, you, you thought she is I was also a daughter. Douglas. But yes, I'm sorry. Ant Man's daughter. Like that little girl. I can't have like, you can't like come back to the movie and she's a teenager. That is, her heads will fall off. No, no, no. That would be fine because. What? Uh, in the in the comics, then she becomes a character and she uh, she gets powers. Well, that's fine, but I mean, in terms of our our seeing like this this arc, in, the story in, arc, yeah, where he's like fighting in in Germany against uh, Iron Man and whatnot. Sure, that happened at this particular time. Yeah, then you go, then gets he, caught. Uh, then a movie show a movie comes out, mm-hmm. and then he's uh, then suddenly she's like fifteen years old and you know thinks he's a jerk. Well, it's all going along in real time, right? Like yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that you can't have that kind of leap of, of aging in real time. But real time is just real time aging regardless. But There's not no for the real... actress. What? How do they age differently than real time? But the movies aren't in real time. Yeah, they are. No, they're not. Yeah, they are. How do you mean they're in real time? They're in real... Like the, the Iron Man movie, whatever year that was supposed to start in, yeah. that was the year that it came out. Yeah. That's the year it happened. Okay. It's like there isn't compressed time in this, uh, in this, okay. in this uh, universe. So then they would have to... So if the girl aged... However like, so old like the girl age, that's how old, okay. how many years have gone All by right. in the movie. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Yeah, there's no there's no immediate cliffhangers after mm. I didn't realize a Marvel that, film. I didn't realize they were doing a, a ginormous boyhood, but I guess. <laughs> well, watch uh, just watch Thor. Like, look, watch the first Thor movie and just go, holy shit, that guy's young. Mm. Look at that little pup. Yeah. You're pupping around. And I don't want to do that, but okay. I'll, I'll believe you. Look at him doing that. Look sure. at him. He's adorable. That would involve me watching the first Thor Look at him there. Or even like uh, yeah, Robert Downey Jr. in the very first Iron Man movie. You're just like, geez, a million miles difference from uh, from now. I saw that once. <laughs> you're a one-time watcher. I am. Yeah. There's so many other things to watch. I don't see the point of... There's some movies that we watch. Because you get more out of it. You watch it the second time, you watch the third time, watch the fourth time. You get things. You go like, ah, I see how they did that. That's Mm -hmm. interesting. If you're you're a writer or a filmmaker or interested in any of that stuff, you want to watch a movie more times than one to kind of figure it out. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you just get your initial gist of it and like, ah, I remember it. But you remember it wrong because you remember it with (laughs) stuff you inserted where you watch it a couple of times and go, ah, yeah, okay. Eh. And if you're me, you've watched Guardians of the Galaxy like 20 times because it's always on in the background <laughs> while you're doing something else. Okay. And you're like, yeah, I'll watch this. You're not really watching That's it. That's fun. Yeah. Okay. I, I got, I think I said this, that I bought I bought the Mission Impossible Blu-ray box set of all the movies mm-hmm. up to Rogue Nation. Did I say that at last the shows? Did I mention uh, I think you we talked a little bit about, okay. uh, about uh, that, yeah. I just because I oh yes we did talk about it I won't talk about it anymore I just was gonna say I put my money where my well, that's good because we've got five minutes to talk before, okay well I just want to thank uh, you for saying and, and something do, uh, to me. okay I would like to hear this but uh, let's I was just gonna tell people why it's five minutes okay we're doing the critical hit uh, sixth anniversary tonight so I've got to go do that so sorry that we're cutting this a little bit short with our ramblings of every movie we've ever seen and <laughs> all the Brady Bunch episodes that are our favorites that's right it's filler episode <laughs> when we don't have guests this is what you get and back to Dave with something go ahead. well you sorry. it wrote to me uh, on. Uh, midnight yesterday, the twenty seventh, and he said, uh, "Sparks is officially released today." Yep. And then he said, "Congratulations, Dave! Congratulations! You're now a professional colorist." Yep. So I just want to thank you for saying that. It was really nice. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. And you are. I just thought, oh, that's true. <laughs> that's cool. No one can take that away from you. No one can take it away from me. Nope. You can go to any bookstore in town, and you can find your name on a shelf and go there. There's me. Boom. Proof. <laughs> Done, right. done. I can show it to the indifferent count person working behind the counter. Yep. The cashier, that's what yep. they're called. Who maybe we went to school with. Who knows? Mm. Who knows? Yes. Uh yeah, it's uh 
yeah, it's in, it's in, it's it, I, just getting it actually on the shelf shelf, which is like, and it's done. Okay, good, it's there. Yeah. And now that whatever happens happens, and you hope for the best, and you hope for the best. Mm-hmm. But it's just so nice that it's like, ah, there. Yeah. Yes. And I really do like the reviews that mention you in them. Anytime they uh, they they uh, single you out, both I, Nina and I go good. I feel like I feel like they do it in a subtle way as well. So I'll say things like vibrant art. So I, I always think, well, they mean vibrant by colorful. So mm-hmm. I'll take that as a oh, that's a compliment to me. <laughs> I would say that is true. But who knows? Who knows what they actually mean by it? But no, it's been nice. It's been nice. People have uh, said nice things, and I I always like when they uh, they'll say. The coloring by David Dedrick is fantastic. You know, they're lucky. This one I said they're lucky to have David Dedrick as a colorist. Blah blah blah. And then it and then it said especially uh, the choices for the, the baby's uh, coloring, like the pink and da da da. And I was like, oh, that's Nina. That's Nina's design. So that's I didn't really do yeah, that. You should write them back. And thanks go for like, the, that's full of shit. Thanks for the compliment. Thanks for the compliment. No, stick anyway. it up your ass. That's, that's what it is. Yeah. No, you can always turn a compliment around too. It's oh, I'm very easy. Hey, I'm really good at that. Yeah. Anyone heard of imposter syndrome? I think we we're talking about it last yeah, week. Yeah, you look great the... today. Today. Mm. Oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> no, I like your new haircut. Oh, what's oh, wrong my with gosh. my old haircut? Uh, and it's all like that. It's like you, it's like you live in my head. Right. Uh, so, folks, uh, uh, go pick up a copy of Sparks and let us know what you think. And why not review it on our webpage? I don't know. You don't have to do that. Uh, I'm trying to sell this damn book. Uh, but our webpage is sneakydragon.com. We got message boards there and we'd like to hear from you. And, yep. uh, you tell us what your favorite Brady Bunch episode is. I'm sorry. It's a bit of a filler episode today. What do you mean uh, a filler episode? It's all fine. No, it's all, everything's great. If you want to email us, we're at sneakyd if, at Did you laugh, oh, listener? There we go. Did you laugh? We are not during a figure the show? skating. Uh, yes, did you did. laugh a little we bit? We had a great time. Did we have some fun? Yeah. Yes, we did. Did we learn something? This, we didn't learn no. anything. Nope, Fuck that kind of bullshit. Who cares about learning? Yep. Let's have fun. Woo! Yep. We learned about Wakanda, vibranium, <laughs> which is the main ingredient in vibrators, which is uh, which is how they uh, are so rich. Because every vibrator that you see yeah. comes from Wakanda. Well, hence its name. Yep. Go on. Waka, waka, waka. Wakanda. <laughs> uh, you can reach us by email at sneaky. They also D. produce Wakanda. Oh, God. They also produce for condoms. Anyway, go on. There we go. <laughs> sneaky D at sneakydragon.com. Sneaky D at sneakydragon.com is our email. We're uh, on Twitter at sneaky underscore dragon. You're going to see a lot of retweets of Sparks things if you go to there. I will swear to God. That's what you're going to see. That's what I was doing yesterday. Oh, retweeting? Yeah. Oh, nice one. Uh, keep it up. Keep retweeting. <laughs> uh, sneakydragon.tumblr.com. We are also on that. And Dave is on Instagram under his own name, David Dedrick. David Dedrick. And I am there, Ian Boothby. And uh, again, you'll probably be seeing. Look, it's going to be Sparkstown for like <laughs> a good couple of months. Yes. That's all we're going to say. Mm-hmm. And then when that tones down, yep. calms down, yep. you're going to see Exorcisters. Boy, howdy. We're going to push <laughs> that really hard, too. I'm not so, involved with that. I don't could care less about it. Don't. Don't. Uh prostitute this show <laughs> okay okay that's right dave's in a big pimp hat right now while saying that so it's very very ironic not that he doesn't wear that all the time yes that's true enough that's right yeah uh folks thanks so much for listening uh and uh, and uh, next time we'll talk about oh so much stuff with substance substance we will i don't know oh, okay. it's a little random we'll see what happens yeah you see it takes your money it takes your chances and yeah please do come and see us uh if you're in vancouver uh march 8th at uh kids books we'll talk about whatever the heck you want to PM. except not swears in front of the children you know no. we can't swear yeah. in front of the youngsters but come down we'll have snacks it'll be fun we don't have we don't have to protect our explicit rating 
at Kids Books. And let's all uh, send a good wish to Dave uh, for getting across the border. Yes. It'll be fine. I'm, I'm 90% sure. Will it? We'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye, everyone. true we will see next week yep that it could be a fun trip to seattle (laughs) or a really good story for sneaky dragon yeah